the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your world has changed, and we've got you covered. Around the clock, 24-7. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Hurricane Harvey making his presence felt now on the South Texas coastline after blowing ashore last night as a Powerful Category 4 storm, but has now been downgraded to Category 1, but still bringing heavy winds and rain and the threat of a lot of flooding. Harvey expected to hit a refinery-rich stretch of the Gulf Coast with flooding, and that could affect oil prices. The fear here is if we do get significant flooding and we do see significant outages into these refineries, then these refineries could be shut down for weeks, even months, as in the case that we saw after Hurricane Katrina, that uh, that would certainly cause an impact both on the crude oil market, but especially on the product markets. As oil price analyst Stephen Shork, with some refineries expected to shut down operations until the storm passes, and that could possibly disrupt gasoline supplies around the country. This is SRN News. The world is a dangerous place, sometimes even an ugly place. You come here to help make sense of it all. Our hosts help you understand what all the news means and what to think of it. But we have to be honest. We don't have all the answers. For the rest of the answers, we advise you to visit our partner station. Frankly, they have a better handle on this battle. They even know who the winner will be. AM 1280, The Patriot, starts it all. AM 980, The Mission, ends it all. One goes with the other. Just after 1 o'clock, thanks for joining us here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Coming up next, he's the big weekend wheel. He's anti-antifa. He's the headliner, Mitch Berg. And he executes a bloodless coup over the Patriot airwaves live from the State Fair. Be sure to tune in tomorrow to The Closer, Brad Carlson, live at 2 p.m. right here on AM 1280. The Patriot, together they are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. From the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center, a wet one today, 69 for the high, a chance of thunderstorms this afternoon. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is brought to you by Thompson Building and Remodeling. With over 30 years of experience in home repair and remodeling, Thompson Building and Remodeling can ensure you of a quality job done right. From expert roofing, siding, and window installation to full additions and more. To see their work, visit online at thompsonpros.com. Thompson supports the Northern Alliance Radio Network to bring Patriot listeners a local voice in local and national politics. The Northern Alliance is on. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the bright, shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, live at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, great to have you here uh, for our 14th year for the Northern Alliance here at the Minnesota State Fair. On Underwood at Murphy, not Randall. <laughs> we'll get back to that in a moment here. Huge show, as they always are here at the Minnesota State Fair, maybe even a little bigger than normal. Uh, coming up later on in the hour, we've got Bridget Cronin from Arts, uh, Ars Bellum. We've got uh, gubernatorial candidate Dave Osmeck will be joining us. Jake Duesenberg from Action for Liberty. Twyla Brace from the Citizens Council for Health Freedom. Uh, Jason Flores from Americans for Prosperity. But first, a, a woman who needs no introduction but needs better directions she got from me to get here but made it in the nick of time, uh, Jennifer Carnahan, chair of the Minnesota Republican Party. Jennifer, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, our, our pleasure. First time we've talked to you since you got elected here. It's been a busy couple of months it here. It has been a busy couple of months, <laughs> running around ragged. You're running around, yeah, absolutely. And you're putting on some frequent flyer miles. You were just out at the RNC summer to-do here. What, what happened there? Yeah, so I was just at the RNC summer meeting in Nashville. So that's the meeting that happens three times a year where all the state chairs and national committee people get together from all over the country with the RNC right. from Washington, D.C. And we sort of talk about priorities and 
kind of talk about what's going on in Washington and then sort of set our, our states up for success in 2018 and 2020. And so, and that's always an interesting thing when it comes to Republicans in Minnesota trying to set up for success, something that I say as a St. Paul Republican is a word that's way out there in the distance, sort of a hypothetical, theoretical thing. And, and you always got the impression that the Minnesota chair would be sitting at the little kids' table at these RNC uh, major events. I didn't get that impression when you were out there. No, actually, it's incredible because Minnesota's a targeted state it in is. 2018 by the RNC. Mm-hmm. So they're going to put financial um, and personnel resources into the state as soon as we get past Labor Day. Really? And then I had an incredible opportunity at the luncheon in front of 400 members to get up and give the invocation. I was able to sit with Chairwoman McDaniel and Eric Trump at dinner on Wednesday night, and that is a clear sign of the importance and priority of our state. You made it to the adult table for I the did, first for time. once. That's right. <laughs> and I've been following Republican politics, and I've always, I mean, for years and years and years, it felt like the Minnesota GOP was the little party that just kept on trying, kept on trying to punch its way up, and, and was always just a little bit outside the... the 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 uh, just couldn't quite get over the margin here and and I don't know maybe it's the fact that your campaign for chair felt the same way when it first got started just you know, a, a house candidate from senate candidate sorry from senate, Minneapolis yep. saying yeah hey, what the heck I'll run and voila here you are you know less than a year later um, you, you you sort of you seem to have a thing for a knack for these out of nowhere sort of campaigns. <laughs> I think it kind of shows too, though, that our state that there's so much opportunity for growth yeah. and positivity and inspiration, and that I feel represents part of why I won this race. And we're able to do, you know, since I've been in the first four months, a lot of new things for the party. Four months—that's all it's been. It feels like longer, <laughs> longer than that. So let's talk about uh, your first four months, and then we'll talk about the future. We got you for two segments here. Okay. I think with a little luck, so a very busy show, but we cleared out two for you today. Uh, so what's been your biggest challenge so far in your first four months? You know, it, I don't know that this I would call this a challenge, but it's just making sure that we have the right organization and the right people in the right places so that we can be successful as we look ahead to 2018 and 2020. Mm-hmm. So that's been really what I've been trying to focus on is identifying who those key people are, what their roles should be, and then how do we get to our goals. What's the, the, the culture of the Minnesota Republican Party? I've heard a lot of people, I mean, you, you ask five Republicans for opinions about the culture of the Minnesota GOP. You'll get seven different opinions, all of them conflicting. What's your impression of the culture of the party that you sort of stormed to the top of overnight? I think, you know, the takeaway as I've been driving around the state, meeting with all of our leaders and activists, is I see a culture of excitement, of inclusivity, of people that are connected and we want to win. We want to support our president. We want to get a governor elected in 2018. And we're going to work together and come together to do that. Okay, so four months, uh, more or less, sort of coinciding with the first first uh, period of the Trump uh, administration. Uh, net good or net bad around Minnesota? Oh, I think net positive really? by far. Yeah, okay. there's so much excitement for Trump. There's so much support still for Trump as I hear it and go around the state. Mm-hmm. You know, I put this post on Facebook the other day. When you look at the sales that we're having of merchandise in our booth, the stuff that's selling is all the Trump stuff. Really, it's flying off the shelves. And I found that in 14 years at this fair, I found that to be an interesting barometer for what is for what people are thinking about out there. It's like the merch that's moving is what uh, is what is what tells you something. Last Last year at the fair, we moved so many Hillary for prison T-shirts. I mean, you could just tell that Hillary was not playing in in, in the hinterlands. And, no. and, and, and of course, a lot of us, myself included, were the last to figure that out. But the merch told the tale. So, what what you're you're, you're seeing that the Trump is big. What else are you seeing in the tea leaves? Not just merch, but in driving around the state. What do you think uh, the big opportunities are? I think the opportunity. For the state, especially in 2018, is people have a lot of enthusiasm around wanting to see change in the Minnesota in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So we do need a new governor, right? Because mm-hmm. the governor we've had for eight years hasn't been doing any of us any favors. And so as all the gubernatorial candidates on our side are getting out there, mm-hmm. they're all moving their campaigns in a different way. But I'm seeing a lot of energy around a lot of the different candidates. So that's positive. There are, uh, there, there are, and of course it's 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 a little harder to run the gubernatorial campaign at this point because now you need a, a bus to haul them around. <laughs> up to about 25 of them so far here? I think here. there's eight. Eight? I think we're up to 11 the last I checked. Eight. Uh, you can count a somewhere couple. Somewhere in there. Yep. If you leave out the only saviors and the like, you're yep. probably up around eight-ish or so. So, uh, what is, you know, we we had a couple big upsets. I think it's fair to say you were an upset win for the chair. Donald Trump was an upset getting as close as he did in this state. Are you seeing any, I mean, 
You, you seem to have a ear for picking those out. You see any potential upsets brewing around Minnesota this upcoming campaign here? I don't know. I think it's early. Yeah, you it know, is. people are getting in and they're just starting to get sure. get their message out. So I think, you know, maybe ask again in January or February. Okay, fair point here. But we do have a lot of uh, off-year elections going on right now around Minnesota. I don't I don't, the, don't know that the state party necessarily has much of a of a of a eye on them. But here in Minneapolis and St. Mm-hmm. Paul, we got a couple of fairly big elections coming up, especially the, the, the Minneapolis uh, mayor's race. Yep. Uh, you live in Minneapolis at least uh, a fair chunk of the time. Any any opinion about that? Uh? You know, I think that race is gonna is gonna be bad <laughs> for Minneapolis, yes. no matter what. Number one, because there's no Republican in the race, right. and number two, I do believe that it's gonna become a more progressive liberal mayor than what we have now. Yeah, which is gonna be worse for that city. When you have people running in that city that don't didn't grow up here, don't understand the fabric and the culture of the city and the opportunities for businesses, and you elect someone so far left and progressive. Then when the city starts to go backwards, then voters hopefully can look within themselves and realize that we have to have a chance. You can't have 49 Democrats and no Republicans and think that there's going to be any balance in that city. Yeah, you, you have to wonder. I mean, they're, they're going down literally the path that all these other de- depressed cesspool cities like Detroit, Baltimore, Oakland, Newark. I could go on for about 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, it's a bad path. It is, it is. So let's talk about, uh, speaking of paths, the, the elephant in the room, as it were, the elephant in the room of the elephant in this case. Uh the, the the party's money, uh, the party's financial situation. You talk about Republican activists. You talk to any of them, they will go, "Okay, we four years ago we were two million dollars in debt. We're kind of crawling in the gen- right general direction." But but what's what's your take on the financial situation of the party? You know, you never want to have debt, right, right? In any aspect of your life, it's not it's not good to have. You're telling we, me we we do still have debt in the party, but I think the positive um, thing about that is we're raising records amount of amounts of money. We had a phenomenal July. We're having a great August. I think we're going to do great things at the state fair booth over these 12 days in total. And we're finally at a place where we have, you know, net positive cash in the bank and we're able to start preparing and building to run a really intense ground game in 2018. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. So let's talk about ground games. Around about Minnesota, we had a couple of real heartbreakingly close races, CD1, CD8, uh, both races that, that and of course CD7 out there, not close necessarily. Yeah. But if if uh, if, some, if if Colin Peterson ever retires, that district's never voting uh, Democrat again uh, for the rest of our uh, all of our lives. Uh, let's talk about the ground game in Greater Minnesota here right now. I mean, it's I've heard it described that we had some good candidates working out state, but our ground game needed some work in, out in greater Minnesota. What's your opinion? Yeah, there? we need we need to, and what we will be doing starting as early as this fall is investing resources into those congressional districts that are going to be targeted to make sure that we're identifying the people, we're keeping the high propensity Trump voters, and we're setting our candidates up for success after the endorsement next spring so they can go out there and do what they need to do to get across the line. Now, I am not cut out to be a party chair by any shape or form. I just, I, I, it's, I, I see what real chairs do both at the CD level and, of course, the job you and, and your predecessor did. I thought, whoa, so very, very not me. But I, I, looking at, at the, the geography of the state right now, A, you, you, you're fairly well set up as far as voters go, but so many of those voters are... The Trump voters, a lot of people who had not been Republicans before or not enthusiastic Republicans or in some cases very disaffected Republicans who came back to vote for the Donald. What do you see? How do you keep a hold of those people given the way the rest of the party nationwide and around Minnesota is? It's continuing to talk to them, to connect with them, to make sure that they're motivated to come out in 2018, but also that they're hearing and identifying with the issues that we feel align with what's important to their values. How, uh, so, so what are those? Are those different than the rest, than the traditional Republican Party uh, that, that, that you inherited? No, I mean, I think, you know, as you look around the country too, right, healthcare is still a big issue, you know, job creation, the economy, support for small business owners. You know, it depends on what part of the state you're in, but in general, the themes are, are still consistent, and we want to make sure we're lifting those up. Okay, excellent. We're talking with Jennifer Carnahan, chair of the Minnesota Republican Party. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair. We've got one more segment with Jennifer Carnahan. If you happen to be stopping by out here at the fair, if you have a question for, for, uh, for, for Jennifer, give us, stop on by the booth. I've got the mobile mic here. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a Mr. Microphone leftover from the 1980s, but it's fine. It, it, it'll get me all the way out to the sidewalk. If you've got any questions, stop by, wave, say hi. Uh, let's take a break. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network live at the Minnesota State Fair. We are on Underwood, uh, just south of, I believe that's Murphy up there, right next to the big Home Depot booth. You hear the pounding in the background? 
Uh, if you can hear it over the sound of the Navy booth, uh, let's call it Club Navy across the street, because it sounds like a disco over there so far. Uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the page. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. When you're in pain, you need the Good Feet Store. Don't suffer from foot pain, sore ankles, tired legs, achy back and hips, or sore knees. Go to the Good Feet Store for your no-obligation custom fitting and immediately feel the difference. The Good Feet Arch Support System is designed to put your feet in an ideal position, redistribute body weight more evenly, and help relieve pain and stress. With over 350 styles and sizes to relieve your pain. This is Michael Medved, and I wear my Good Feet Arch Support System in all of my shoes. I'm told they even work in high heels. I don't have experience with that. If you have stress, if you have tension, pressure, or pain in your back, hip, knees, ankles, or feet, call for your appointment, 855-554-3338. For your no-obligation fitting, you can use your flex spending accounts and most health savings accounts, too. Visit one of the three Good Feet locations, Bloomington, Maple Grove, and the brand-new store in Maplewood. Thanks to the Good Feet store. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The exit of Stephen K. Bannon completes a restructuring of the West Wing that began almost as soon as the president took office and is now apparently complete. Like the physical renovation underway of the West Wing, it was noisy, not very attractive, but it was necessary. What is needed now are successes in cooperation with Congress. Beyond the confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, the Veterans Affairs Reform Bill, the 14 Congressional Review Act laws that were all enormously significant, But those were low-profile victories, or it seems like Gorsuch was half a year ago. What is needed above all is either a tax bill or a resurrection of the health care fix. But so, too, must arrive the repeal of the Budget Control Act, which has devastated national security via the sequester and hamstrung a key Donald Trump promise, that of a 355-ship Navy. The staffing reset, along with a rhetorical reset from President Trump himself begun last week, can help get things moving. I'm Hugh Hewitt. When disaster strikes, when the world is turned upside down, children suffer in unimaginable ways. And Save the Children is there to meet their unique needs. Even now, Save the Children is in Texas and along the Gulf Coast, making sure hurt and frightened children impacted by Hurricane Harvey get the help they need. To care for and protect children has been the mission of Save the Children for almost 100 years. So when tragedy strikes, they're prepared and they're on the ground for children and their families around the world and right here at home. Your $50 right now to Save the Children will send love, care, and life-saving aid to scared and injured children. Call 888-810-8275, 888-810-8275, that's 888-810-8275, or give online right now at savethechildren.org slash radio. That's savethechildren.org slash radio. Tether off, we're gonna tether off the mother sucker, tether off the sucker. Northern Alliance Radio Network. You can tell by the dulcet tones of P-Funk. I'm coming back from the studio that uh, the, the whole producer, the executive producer of the broadcast, the conciliary, is uh, back at the controls. Uh, a little different take on the music. Uh, I've got to say I enjoy it sitting out here at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds on Underwood, just south of Murphy. Murphy. I'll try and live that down with the Northern Alliance Radio Network at our traditional booth up here on the north end of Machinery Hill. If you hear the sound of hammering and industry in the background, that's the Home Depot booth as a new generation of carpenters is being trained next door to us. I think the pounding frenzy should be coming up here shortly. There's, there's a time, usually about the second half of the show, Jennifer Carn had. I don't know if you've been at this. I don't think you've been at this booth. Before, I haven't have been you? here. Right about two o'clock, they, they seem to have a pounding contest. And it's a little bit little like being in an old textile factory uh, right here. Uh, but the noise is, uh, we have some competition. Uh, Club Navy is across the street. They seem to be running a bit of a disco over there, uh, kind of on the loud side. But uh, what the heck, you got to represent from the Navy. Being from North Dakota, of course, we're a maritime people, and we, we love our Navy. Anyway, we're talking with uh, Jennifer Carnahan, chair of the Minnesota Republican Party. Uh, and let's look ahead to the election here. Let's look to uh, look ahead to the election and the party's role in the last election. Now, if you go out, you, I'm sure you've heard from the hustings that uh, the party's been state party has been heavily absent from a lot of the CD races, a lot of the legislative races. 
uh, in recent years because of the financial situation. Just no money to spend on it. Now, you alluded in the previous segment. You didn't allude. You said it straight out. Uh, the party's going to be investing in, in moving some resources, some staff out to greater Minnesota from the sound of it here. Uh, we, tell us a little bit about what the what the party, changes in the party's approach to legislative and statewide elections. Well, I think the change in approach or change in focus is making sure that we're supporting all of our candidates up and down the ballot. So, you know, the state is big, right? And financial resources are going to be limited. So it's all going to be about strategic targeting, moving in areas that we can impact and influence change and drive voters out. Because that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. You have to touch a voter on average between 7 and 12 times to get them out to the polls. So we need to make sure that what we're doing, you know, and the candidates will be doing their own things, right? And then you have other organizations that, you know, between it, there's 7 to 12 touches. So we get people to get out to the polls. I had never heard that. And, of course, being in St. Paul, you're lucky if you get one touch on a candidate in, in every four-year period. Uh, so let's talk about that. The 900-pound the gorilla in this state is the metro area. It's about mm -hmm. half the state's voters they vote heavily uh, Democrat. They, it seems they always will. It's been said for years that if we can get the, the DFL down below 40% in the metro area, the DFL will never win a statewide race. And yet, this last couple elections, it's been going the wrong way. You can chalk it up to Barack Obama if you want. But it's this, the nut here in the city just keeps getting tougher and tougher to crack. And a lot of us in the city, I live in CD, I actually live walking distance from the fairgrounds here, kind of feel like the parties sort of, you know, sort of feel like the, the, the people in Saigon watching the last chopper fly away from the embassy. Is the party going to take another, what's the party's approach to the cities? Well, again, it, it is kind of a strategic perspective, right? Because right. as it is today, it's going to be tough for us to win Minneapolis proper or St. Paul proper. However, sure. there are key precincts in those areas where we don't have to win them. But if we can turn out or increase the vote even a couple of points, like similar to what I did in my Senate race last year in downtown right. Minneapolis, you know, we're adding 4,000 votes here, 5,000 votes here, right. 6,000 votes there. You start to add that together with what we're going to continue to do with our strength in greater Minnesota, and there's your number. There's the path to victory. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, I mean, that, that sounds good. And, of course, there are a few of those precincts in St. Paul that we've been coveting for a while. One, one precinct of St. Paul's 96 precincts came within a, just a, a hair of, of going Republican a couple elections right now. Just flipping that one lousy precinct, I could die happy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go and flip it next year. Let's flip that. I'm not going to die after that, I promise. But uh, let's just flip it anyway. So uh, big news, of course, if you've been following the party on, on Facebook, as, as much of this station's audience does, is, uh, we, is is the revamp of the booth. You have you, you do a bit of work in retail, we're told here, and uh, you're bringing some of that uh, retail mojo to the GOP booth, which, quite frankly was a little bit like walking into an airplane hangar for the last several years here. I, I've, it reminded me of like band practice spaces I used to go to. Uh, tell us a little bit about the new GOP booth. Yeah, our goal this year was to create a more interactive experience where fairgoers could come in and it's more just than just kind of see some signs on the wall, pick up a button and leave. Right. But where there are ways for the people to engage with our brand, with our candidates, um, with our values. Right. And so we brought that through bringing things like we're doing live podcasts every day at the fair. We're bringing different panelists and doing things like today we'll have a millennial panel. Yesterday we had an immigrant panel. Okay. We're going to have all the congressional candidates from CDs 1, 7, and 8 on Monday. And I'm, and told, then, that, yeah, I'm told there's going to be an attorney general forum on yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday coming up here that someone uh, might be hosting here. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure who's hosting. That's it. me. That would be me. I'll be, I'm, okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Joking. Yeah. We'll talk, I know. <laughs> so, and then just creating a retail experience to make it, again, more friendly and to try to make some money to help our goals in 2018 off the booth. I am dying to see it, quite frankly. I mean, I've, a lot of my friends from CD4 have been involved in, in, in doing the work there. Oh, because, they're rock stars. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. We've, we've known that for years. And, of course, a lot of people from outside CD4 needed them to guide them to the area because it's St. Paul. But the uh, yeah, the, the photos are, have just set the hook. I'm, I mean, not long, often will you see me dying to look at a new retail operation. <laughs> I'm a guy. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. Well, there's, there's shirts and they're just for you. That's right. right exactly. I will. I will. I will. I'll be heading down there today, making a special side trip to check out the, the the new GOP booth here. So, what are you hearing from people at the booth? That's always an interest. I mean, have you spent any time talking with people at people, the booth? Well, I, I was there this morning for about an hour before I kind of headed over here, and a, a woman came up to me and said, "I saw you on the news, and I appreciate that you're supporting Trump. Keep standing up for a president. Keep standing up for a party. 
don't be afraid. We appreciate it. So let's talk about the media. You've had you, obviously you have much more media background than most Republicans have. You you have a background in broadcast uh, broadcast reporting, and it shows, and it sounds like it. Uh, watching you on Almanac and hearing you on some of the uh, some of the, the, the media appearances. What's been your impression about the media's response to 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 you? First of all, the first female uh, GOP chair. Second of all, a different type of chair than they're probably used to. What's been your impression of the media's impression of you? Uh, I think they've been kind so far. Uh-huh. Um, that'll probably change, right, oh, as we get into 2018. <laughs> but um, they've been, I think, fairly kind, fairly easy. But there are still some of those, que- you know, those questions where the questions are framed in such a way that it's like it already shows bias in the question. Oh, yeah. You know, and my thing, as you said, I was a broadcast journalism major. I mean, I spent four years being trained on how to talk in sound bites, how to navigate <laughs> questions like that or how to be on the other side of it. So I just try to walk away from it and Right. the message I want to talk about. Yeah, answer the question you, you want to answer rather than the one you're asked. No, it's absolutely. It's you, you, if, if you hadn't won, you should have at least been teaching who, the chair that did win how to do this because, God, Republicans are terrible at that. Yeah. You, perhaps you've noticed. So, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've been glad to see you doing that because it's uh, as, a, as a counterbalance to Ken Martin. And I, you probably can't say anything bad about Ken Martin because... You're sort of, you know, professionally kind of, you know, interacting with each other. I will just say the guy sounds like a clown on on the radio and and and, and all of his appearances. I mean, he sounds like a like a yappy little schnauzer. And I, you probably can't comment. The the one thing I'll say is the very first time I ever was with Ken Martin on a panel, and we were it was after the legislative session, so we were both being asked questions about it. And I I said this actually at the panel. I said, you know, the I always knew what the difference is between Republicans and Democrats and why I'm conservative, but. Listening to how Ken explains the values of their party, to me, I just said it's so extreme. Yes. Like, politics does not have to be that extreme and contentious all the time. You can respectfully have differing views, but it, it's so polarizing. It is. And, it, and, 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 like, and that was a great message. I, I heard about that uh, particular encounter secondhand, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant because uh, it, it's it's good, I think, at this point when, when the, the, the things are so polarized. I mean, uh, as... People say it's never been worse. It's not quite true. We've had a couple of electoral campaigns that were worse than this. But you got to go back to like 1828, 1928, maybe, you know, to, to find them. What's it like? Have you find some, I mean, trying to dial it back is a good thing, but you're dealing with a very polarized electorate, incredibly polarized electorate. What's it like dealing with that? I mean, the, ext- I mean, the, the fact that there's left and right and almost nothing in between anymore it feels like what's what's it like out there just um you know for me i just keep talking about the values of our party in a positive way right and understand that if people don't agree on everything just respectfully listening doesn't mean we're ever gonna we're gonna come to agreement on everything but that's true that's true and and i and, and that's that's something that's lost with an awful lot of people, especially in an area like the Twin Cities, where I'm convinced there's a, there's a majority of people, especially the educated center-left, who've never had to confront the idea of someone who disagrees with them in any principled way before no. as anything but a cartoon. we got about a minute and a half left, Jennifer Carnahan. Uh, what, tell us what people can look out for, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what people can look for from the GOP and how they can find out more information about uh, what they need to know about the party as we head to the next election. Yeah, they cycle. can definitely go to our website, MS- gop.com because we'll be keeping that up to date and refreshed but the big things they should be looking for from us um, in the foreseeable future is right focusing on these statewide races that we have governor u.s senate the constitutional offices yep. and then making sure that we get our three members of congress all re-elected yep. and that these three other seats and cds one seven and eight that we came very close to in 2016 that we're going to be putting a lot of priority and focus on those candidates in those races. And we're talking about the big events going on down at the GOP booth. Obviously, the Attorney General uh, the forum going to be the, ma- you know, the, the major event uh, this Wednesday. But what, what else is uh, going, in terms of special events? You mentioned a couple. What's the rest of the week look like? Yep, we have the congressional candidates on Monday. And then Monday of Labor Day, the 4th, we have all the gubernatorial candidates doing a forum. And then in between there, we have other panels with state legislators, um, with party leaders and activists um, and others that people can kind of come and hear about issues and things that are important. You're going to be at the booth here? You'll be spending a lot I of time will. there? Excellent. I'll be there today, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll be there almost every day. Just meeting the hoi polloi, Just hanging out? Just talking to people, supporting our party. Got to ask, favorite fair food? Oh, I get the baked potato every year. It's boring, but oh. I, it's the first thing I eat when I come in. My tradition every year for 14 years now, all the way down the wrong end of the fairgrounds, unfortunately, but it's a good walk. The sausages from from Cynthia, Italian uh, dog, 
I'll have to oh, try them. It's proof that God loves us. It's the most <laughs> Jennifer Carnahan, thanks for stopping Thank by for here today. Me. Pleasure as all the students again soon. When we come back with a little bit of luck, we'll be talking with Bridget Cronin of Ars Bellum Foundation, which works on providing art therapy for wounded warriors and other veterans. Uh, hopefully she'll be navigating the fair, I'm told. She's a little laid up, maybe perhaps just a tad injured, but uh, nothing has ever stopped her before. I don't think it's going to do it now. Uh, so we'll come back after this break. Uh, when we come back live at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We've got the AM 12A the booth. We got Angie, so it's a party. Absolutely. It's not a party without him, ever. Uh, live on Underwood, just south of Murphy, north end of the fairgrounds, on Machinery Hill. You can geek out on all the tractors and have a blast getting there. Northern Alliance, AM 12A the Patriot. Right back. you sold an annuity, you deserve a clear, honest, objective review of exactly what it is, and more importantly, what it isn't. Go to annuitydiscovery.com, and for a limited time, you can request an unbiased review of any annuity absolutely free. It's a $500 value, but for a limited time, this community service is complimentary. Request yours today at annuitydiscovery.com. It's imperative you know the truth. Since you won't get the real story from the sales agent or the insurance company, let Annuity Discovery be your advocate. Visit annuitydiscovery.com. What's in your annuity? Are you self-motivated and creative? Oh, you betcha, yeah. Do you believe in the importance of small business? Oh, yeah. Then call us. We're looking to add an additional account executive here at Salem Media Twin Cities, and you may be perfect for our team. If you're outgoing and enjoy helping local businesses reach their potential, call today at 651-289-4418. That's 651-289-4418. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like... Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. When you need a service for your home or business, you know you can trust our advertising partners here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Blue Ox Heating and Air Business of the Week gives you an opportunity to get to know these companies a little bit better. So tune in weekdays at 9.04 a.m. and 6.04 p.m. to the Patriot Business of the Week. Brought to you by Blue Ox Heating and Air. For quality heating and air services and products, go online to GoBlueOx.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. You can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, my name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. Fifteen years, fifteen and a half years officially now as one of Minnesota's top political blogs. Of course, I'm also found every weekday on uh, True North, most weekdays, if, if they like my material enough, along with uh, that of... Every other center-right political blogger in Minnesota worth uh, listening to or reading. Uh, uh, True North, which is looktruenorth.com, which is one week away from its 10th anniversary. That's right. It launched at this uh, at the Minnesota State Fair on Labor Day 2007, which if you don't follow blogging that much, yeah, big whoop. But if you do, that's kind of a big deal because, of course, it remains 
the 900-pound gorilla, the dominant uh, political blog uh, in Minnesota, and, uh, and and darn proud of it here. So we got a big show coming up here today, of course. Bridget Cronin of Ars Bellum Foundation uh, is running up from another engagement here. Uh, she should be here shortly. Of course, uh, Senator Dave Osmek uh, just announced his candidacy for governor last week. We should be uh, getting him on the show here fairly shortly. Jake Duesenberg of Action for Liberty should be joining us uh, sometime around the top of the hour here with any luck at all. Of course, Twyla Brace of the Citizens Council for Health Freedom uh, is joining us in the next hour. And finally, Jason Flores of Americans for Prosperity is be joining us sometime in the next hour here. So it's uh, it's going to be a busy show, and it's been a busy week. It's one of those weeks where it's, it's almost it would almost have been nice not to have the state fair just because there's so much to talk about. I, I, I heard this about that, that uh, came out this last uh, down at the GOP booth, a friend of mine came up and talked to me about a story that happened. A, uh, a, a DFLer walked into the GOP booth, walked up to one of the older fellows, a Vietnam veteran, and said, uh, yeah, did you vote for Donald Trump? And uh, the guy said, well, yes, I did. And like a lot of us, uh, I mean, I did not personally vote for Donald Trump for a variety of reasons, but uh, I can have some criticisms of the job he's done. But on the other hand, he's, he's, uh, he's got the best cabinet of my adult lifetime. Uh, for those of you who pay attention to that sort of thing. But the, uh, the, 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 the woman walked into the booth and said, well, if you walk for Donald Trump, you're obviously a white supremacist. And the guy took a look at her and said, ma'am, I, I did, in fact, walk with Dr. King back in, back in the mid-1960s, back when I was in, in, uh, a teenager. Uh, so you're probably the wrong person to be, be, be calling uh, a white supremacist. Yeah, she shrank up and, and walked out of the room, which is the way we like it. Uh, it's... It's been a difficult week uh, for for, um, for 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 a lot. It's it's been a harrowing week, I got to say, because a lot a lot of people have got their uh, emotions up, a lot of anger going on here. And I guess the, I have not said much more to say that other people haven't said better. Other than this, I've had a lot of Democrats walk up to me in the last uh, week or two and say, "Do you denounce the Klan? Do you denounce the American Nazis? Do you denounce?" Uh, white supremacists. And I, and I kind of thought, you know, we fought two wars, one against white supremacy, one, one against Nazism. We've fought a lot of ideological and, and moral wars in this country. And, and we're at the point where among polite company, having to say, I denounce the Klan is a little bit like a homeowner saying, cockroaches are kind of a drag. It's one of those things that doesn't need to be said among normal society, among polite company. Of course, if it, 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 it's, as news people say, someone who denounces the Klan, whoever there, whatever party, whatever part of the country, whatever social stratus, whatever whatever their politics, denouncing the Klan is is like as they say in the news media business, dog dog bites man. It's not news. Dogs bite people all the time, and and pe- people denounce disdain, uh, f- hold nothing but contempt. For any of these these ideologies, you cannot show me a person in polite company in civilized society who dares show their face in public off of social media, uh, this side of the rural Rockies, who says anything but. Or maybe that's the very, very deep south. Who knows? It, it's, it's not something that, that you have to say. It's like saying, I, I don't like it when my toilet overflows. Nobody does! Nobody likes cockroaches in their houses. Nobody likes it when their toilet overflows. Nobody likes it when their food burns. It's, it's one of those things that don't need to be said. Don't bear repeating. It's redundant. It's needless. And denouncing radical uh, uh, racist ideologues is one of those things that in polite company, you, you, don't have, you, you may have to come up with a better policy to deal with them perhaps, but actually having to verbally denounce someone that, that generations of all of our, of, all our, of our families and, and, and political parties have spent denouncing uh, the hard way is, is like saying, ah, I, I, I don't like it when my house burns down. Well, of course, almost nobody in the world does. And if you find someone who does, that is, in fact, man bites dog, as the news editors will say. This is the, the story that, that actually makes the newspapers, when the man bites the dog. Uh, the other stuff, that's, that's dog, that's not even dog bites man, that's, that's dog licks dog. And we're starting to see, by the way, some of the things we talked about in the show this past couple of weeks uh, happening as far as uh, group, some, some of the 
uh, radical groups that are, that are duking it out right now. The first of the anti-fa, and I'm making the scare quotes in there, anti-fa uh, black shirt thugs who were uh, who, who crashed the uh, Republican rally at the Minnesota State Capitol Rotunda back in uh, last March uh, pled guilty, which was interesting to watch the cognitive dissonance breaking out in the face of some of my liberal friends here in St. Paul. Some of my friends who are Democrats say, well... It was probably both sides mixing it up. They both, they both sides came to fight. Which if you saw the crowd of people, the Republicans in the, the rotunda, you thought, boy, a bunch of work-a-daddy, hug-a-mommy uh, conservatives and Republicans, the kind of people you find at a car wash or at, the, at Cub Foods on a Saturday afternoon. And you look at the people who were in the video going after them. It didn't quite add up. But no, the first of the, uh, the, first of the quote, anti-fa. Uh, pled guilty this past week, and it sort of took the wind out of the sails of the uh, of the of the idea that one of the sides didn't come come there to fight. He basically said, "Yeah, he came loaded with with bear spray, with a mask, with uh, stuff to ameliorate the effects of tear gas on himself, with something to smack people with, with the intention of committing violence uh, upon upon the peaceful demonstrators." which probably does not bode well for the other six uh, who, were, uh, who have been charged with uh, felony charges of, of disturbing the peace, of, of riot, of various of, of attack, of assault, various degrees of assault, basically. So this is going to be an interesting set of trials to watch, assuming that they decide to go to trial after this first round of confessions. I mean, he's basically undercut the defenses of the other six people, including that of uh, Linwood Woody Kane, the, uh, the uh, son of of Tim Kaine, the uh, Hillary Clinton's vice presidential running mate, for those of you who remember back that far. Uh, but the other thing that popped up this last week uh, was you started to see media figures in the wake of what happened in Charlottesville uh, saying that, well, in fact, this happened, uh, there was a fellow named Stephen Bry who wrote a piece in the Washington Post uh, last week saying, well, the anti-fa, the black shirts, the, the thugs, who've been uh, mixing it up with people around the country for the last year and a half, they're not the same as the people they're attacking because the people they're attacking are evil and their very existence is an affront to people who, who, who have reason to fear them, which I can't argue that. I can't argue that, a, that a, the sight of a swastika is not going to take someone of Jewish heritage and, and give them uh, some anxiety. Absolutely very, 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 very true. But on the other hand, symbols don't kill people. They don't. They offend deeply, they hurt perhaps, but they don't, they don't kill people. But because they're attacking people who are offensive on such a deep level, they're really not all that bad. They're, they're on the right side of history, said uh, Stephen Bry in the, uh, in the Washington Post. And to which prompted me to respond, yeah, there, there, there is a difference between uh, anti-fa and thugs on the other side, the, the white supremacists, the, 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 uh, the, the, the crowd that they run with. They are functionally the same in every possible way, with one, dif- with one exception. And, and they're both repugnant. They're both reprehensible. Uh, I have, I've, I've wiped uh, more intelligent things off my shoe than, than you find on either side. Uh, the one thing that's worse about the anti-fat crowd. It's the only one I can think of because they're the same in every other possible way. I mean, they are, as I've pointed out on this broadcast for, for over the last year and a half, these people are cut from exactly the same historical cloth as the brown shirts and the black shirts of the various European parties whose whole mission in life 80 years ago is to go out and beat people up in the streets for disagreeing, disagreeing with them. And... No, no equivalent in any other way. Here's the one big difference. You look at the people, as Kevin Williamson pointed out very brilliantly in National Review this past week, you go to the white supremacist side of the, of the Charlottesville event, the, uh, the reprehensible pond scum who, who were demonstrating in, on behalf of white supremacy, and you're talking about a lot of real losers a lot of people who are still living in their mother's basements. A lot of people who couldn't get a date uh, with a gold card. We're, we're talking about a lot of people who, uh, who, who have to move up quite a way up the social ladder to make it to trailer park trash. I mean, people that trailer park trash look down on, if I might be so bold. 
in, in every case. And I've met these people over the years. There were a few of them running around North Dakota when I was growing up up there. It's, uh, it's not, nothing new. The difference is not one of them is the son of, uh, of a vice presidential candidate. Not one of them uh, got an advanced degree from an elite institution of any kind. In fact, a lot of me get the impression that any high school may have been wasted on them. Not one of them is going to go on to a position in, in non-profitry uh, or government at uh, any point in their life because, of course, they're, they're just not that bright. And that's the difference. Not to say excuses either side. But what you, would you ask yourself, which side poses a greater danger? Well, that's, what we'll, that's, that's the big issue as far as I'm concerned. We're going to have a battle royale for stage space coming up here. We've got gubernatorial candidate Dave Osmek coming up, as well as uh, Bridget Cronin from Ars Bellum. Let's take a break and sort out the schedule here. When we come back, it's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot live at the Minnesota State Fair. Too many guests, not enough time, just another year at the fair. AM 1280, The Patriot. You could win a trip to Disney World during this year's Minnesota State Fair. Travel Leaders Apple Valley is giving away a free round-trip vacation for two to Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Includes airfare, hotel, passes, meal cards, and more. It's easy to register. Just text the word TRIP to 31996. Text TRIP to 31996. Stop by our booth at the Minnesota State Fair or get complete details online at am1280thepatriot.com. You could be on your way to Disney World from Travel Leaders Apple Valley. What do you call charging thousands of dollars for hearing aids? I call it outrageous because hearing should not be a privilege for the rich. It's a basic right everyone deserves. Hi, I'm Dr. Chira Curry, board-certified ear, nose, and throat physician. If you or a loved one suffer from hearing loss but can't afford thousands for a hearing aid, I created MD Hearing Aid for you, a high-quality medical-grade hearing aid for a fraction of that price. Try MD Hearing Aid risk-free for 45 days. Call 1-800-491-1931. No costly doctor's visit. No expensive and time-consuming fittings or appointments. No ugly, old-fashioned hearing aid that costs thousands. MD Hearing Aid is an FDA-registered, audiologist-tested hearing aid that's discreet and lets you hear what you've been missing at a savings of more than 80% off the average price of a traditional hearing aid. Try MD Hearing Aid risk-free for 45 days with a 100% money-back guarantee. Call 1-800-491-1931. Plus, you'll get free shipping and free batteries for a year. 1-800-491-1931. You've heard of the fun police? Well, we're the opposite. The original donut shop coffee. Full-flavored, deliciously straightforward coffee best enjoyed with a smile. So good, it's criminal. Enjoy a cup and sprinkle some fun into your day. Made for your Keurig brewer. Find it at Keurig.com and grocery stores everywhere. Just look for the bright teal box with the donut. The original donut shop coffee. Have more fun. People say there are billions of dollars lost in a market crash. The truth is, they're not lost, they just exchange hands. And the good news is, by gaining the right kind of knowledge, you can learn to recognize the opportunities that exist and, more importantly, act on them. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder of Tradeway. Along with being an investment advisor, Tradeway offers our students a powerful education so that they can take their investments in their own hands. We break down the confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We keep it simple, fun, and personal. Come join us at our next two-day event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn to take small steps to reach your biggest goals. Coming to the Weston Edina Galleria, September 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, uh, Bridget Cronin, by the way, from Ars Bellum Foundation, uh, said she made it here in plenty of time, but she needs cheese curds, and she needs them now, and nothing gets between Bridget and her cheese curds. So she's going to be back at 2.15 right after Jake Duesenberg. Uh, 
No, not cheese curds? <laughs> I won't even ask. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk with Bridget about a half hour here. But with us now uh, is a longtime friend of this broadcast. In fact, maybe the first friend this broadcast had, going back to 2004, uh, Senator, former city councilman, now senator, uh, and now gubernatorial candidate, Dave Osmick, welcome back. Good afternoon, conservative infidels. That's right. That's right. So, big uh, changes since the last time we spoke. You uh, you actually had your big uh, campaign rollout on Tuesday. I pulled the ripcord and went for it. I mean, you know me, Mitch. You uh, you know me back to 2012. When I do something, I do it. I don't sit back on the fence and and think about things. I actually try to get it done. Yep, absolutely. Now, full disclosure. Uh, while I am uh, welcoming all gubernatorial candidates on the show, I am actually affiliated with your campaign, at least here in Ramsey County. Uh, doing what uh, do we can in CD4 here. So that's uh, another whole subject for discussion here. But congratulations on getting into the race. And as as, as we pointed out, as I've known you for, since you were on the um, Mountain Council, and right. you, you moved a few mountains there as well here, uh, or mounds at least uh, there as well. So, <laughs> so to speak. As it were. So you seem like an otherwise sensible uh, fellow. What on earth prompted you to, to, to throw your hat in the ring? Well, I first had a lobotomy, yeah, and that seems it. to have set in very, very well. That's right. Uh, you know, I just look at the governor's race. Every one of the candidates is a good person. You will not hear me say one bad thing about uh, anybody else you're going to have on the air. We're good. Right. But I just think that we need a fighter. We need a fighter for the core conviction values. And they're not conservative values. They're not Republican values. They're Minnesota values because really those conservative values that grew, where I grew up in Minnesota... Our Minnesota values. I grew up for the first 18 years on uh, around on and around my family farm, uh, and being a young strapping boy, I was uh, lent out to the neighbors uh, for alfalfa baling. And believe me, that second cut alfalfa is the hottest thing on the place of the earth. <laughs> I was also uh, employed or helped them uh, scoop out excrement from the pig lo- pig barn and the cow barns. And uh, believe me, that that is actually experience that works well in St. Paul. Uh, you beat me to it by about <laughs> a half a second. <laughs> so uh, you know. What am I about? Well, you know, one thing that people have known about me for a long time is I what I say is what I'm going to do. And I have a passion for changing the direction Minnesota is going. Number one, we need to terminate the Metropolitan Council. Yeah. We've tried to fix them. We've tried to dilly-dally with them. It's time for them to go. Uh, and for people who are in outstate Minnesota, you don't understand how difficult these people are. They they mess around with all your elected officials. They are not elected. They are appointed by the governor. I don't even ask governor. I'm not going to succeed. I'm not going to succeed unless I get rid of them. Right. Number two, ending light rail in Minnesota. I was asked by the press uh, at my announcement. They said, Senator Osmick, what do you think about Southwest Light Rail? I said this. Dead. And then, and then I cut him off. I said, and before you ask me about the Botno line, let me give you another answer for that one. <laughs> That's dead, too. That's right. So that we have got to stop this silliness. It's not the build-out cost, which, incidentally, if you think that this thing's cheap, it's, it may sound cheap because the federal government's going to give us 900 and some million dollars, but it's the billion dollars that the state has to put in or the, the state locals have to put in, plus it's the operating costs that go 20 to $30 million a year. It's insane. And then the last thing I'm really focused on is zero-based budgeting. Yeah. Is that, and I've signed on to Senator Fishbach's bill before, uh, we have got to change the dynamic on how we budget in St. Paul. Just because you've got X amount of dollars last biennium, you're not going to get the same amount of money. You have to scrape and fight. And it's going to take a while, us a while to change that dynamic. But I think the only way you make a change is to take us to start. And I'm the kind of guy who's going to do it. Absolutely. So what, what was it? I mean, we, we know you got into it. Was there any particular event or, or, or thing in your experience in this past uh, four years you spent at the Capitol mm-hmm. that said the Minnesota needs Dave Osmek as a governor? Well, all you have to do is look at Mark Dayton and figure out that you need somebody like me. Mark <laughs> Dayton is the most closeted, public-avoiding individual, and that's because he cannot connect with individuals. He cannot connect with people on a personal level. I was over right. at the Minnesota GOP State Fair booth, by the way. If you go there, please put the corn into my jar if you would. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we need to have somebody that has core convictions, that is a fighter for Minnesota values, that can actually explain things in common terms. Uh, a reporter was asked about me after my announcement, and this is not a Republican reporter. This is not a conservative reporter. And he said, I sort of like the guy. Why? Because he actually says what he means, and he means what he says. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's, let's talk about, uh, I mean, showing the, 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 the difference 
between any of the Republicans, but especially you, the most overtly conservative, the, certainly the most outspoken of the uh, of the candidates that we have uh, in the race so far against pretty much any of the Democrats. Uh, you, you talk about your Aaron Murphys, your, your Paul Thiessens, uh, and, and the platform they're offering here. I mean, at, at best, four more years of Dayton. And just looking at what eight years of Dayton has wrought upon this state, our unemployment, you don't hear Minnesota DFLs jabbering about how bad Wisconsin is. Their unemployment rate is below ours now, and, uh, and, and, and their budget is getting better. Uh, the consequences of another you know, four years of Democrat rule are, are just un, unbearable. We need to make Minnesota affordable for you. That's one of my campaign things, is making Minnesota affordable for you. One thing we did in the last legislative session, and I think I might have talked about it with you on the air before, is we got rid of the biomass mandate that we threw onto the state books and forced us to buy this energy from Laurentian and Benson. We were, we were burning, tur- we have a plant up in Benson, Minnesota, that burns turkey excrement. And what's even worse and should frustrate every person in Minnesota is we're not burning Minnesota turkey excrement. What? We're importing it from <laughs> Alabama. So, yes, we're importing for every dollar of turkey excrement that we burn for energy. We're paying 10 bucks to ship it. This is a perfect, it goes perfectly with my favorite economic story about Minnesota this last 10 years. We have to export taconite tailings to, to, to make them into steel, but we have to import turkey, turkey. dew. Exactly. So, <laughs> what's the result? And that's because of the stupid stupid biomass mandate that was ridiculous. We shouldn't have done it in the first place. It was done under auspices that they thought they were doing the right thing. So we're getting out from underneath that. What that's going to do is save Excel ratepayers three quarters of a billion dollars over the next 10 years. That's real money, folks. That's money that you don't pay on your electric bill. That's money that businesses don't have to pay that have large energy bills. That's that's prices that Flint Hills that makes your gasoline doesn't have to incur to make a gallon of gasoline. Making Minnesota affordable for you. And that's, I think, one thing that you will hear from me the whole time when I'm going to be campaigning and, and we're, we're going to go forward and, you know, the, let the best person win. I will honor the endorsement. I always right. have. Because honestly, if I'm not the right guy, then I will step aside and let the right guy that the delegates pick go forward because I get my life back. Absolutely. Dave, I have about 35 seconds left. Uh, tell us how people can find out more about your race for governor. You can contact my website at uh, d- uh, www.davidosmick.com. Uh, my email net, uh, email address is osmickforgovernor at gmail.com. Uh, and, but the website's the best way to get a hold of me, and I will be around at the State Fair four more times. So if you want to come and see me, I'll be at the Senate booth a cup for a couple hours every day or each day, and I'll also be at the GOP, uh, GOP Minnesota booth uh, over over a couple of blocks down. Absolutely. Well, Dave Osmond, we'll see you around the fair here. I'll be uh, popping out on Wednesday for the Attorney General debate, so it'll be fun. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. Senator Dave Osmick running for governor. We'll be talking with a few more of the uh, gubernatorial candidates as we go along here, but uh, stay tuned for much, much more. Jake Duesenberg joins us after the top of the hour from Action for Liberty. Go nowhere. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair. Win a bathroom remodel from New Windows for America. The winner will receive a standard size art bathtub or shower replacement with a three-wall surround valued at over $8,000. Includes old tub or shower removal, installation, easy clean microband acrylic, two shelves, new valve, and grab bar. To register, text BATH to 31996. That's BATH to 31996. Contest ends September 4th. See am1280thepatriot.com for complete details or Google New Windows for America. Message and data rates may apply. Attention, it is illegal to text and drive. So if you're experiencing hair loss and you want a permanent solution, please pull over now. Because an incredible offer that could give you your hair back is just one text away. Fosley is the world's most experienced hair restoration expert, always pioneering the latest technology. And now we're giving everyone who texts Save 1-1 one one to 543-543, an absolutely free information kit that reveals just how easy and affordable this permanent solution really is. Don't wait. When you text SAVE11 one one to 543-543, we'll also give you a gift card for $250 off. Millions of men and women have come to Bosley for a permanent solution to hair loss. So pull over now and see for yourself how great your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit. Text SAVE11 to 543-543. Plus, get a free gift card. This amazing offer is just one text away. SAVE11 to 543-543. 
Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. Blue Ox Heating and Air is celebrating seniors and their contribution to our community. To show their appreciation, Blue Ox is offering all seniors 20% off their furnace and air conditioning services every Wednesday. If you're a senior, you deserve it. Take advantage of Blue Ox's 20% off senior discount each Wednesday. Let Blue Ox improve the comfort in your home. 7634 Blue Ox and GoBlueOx.com. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.